Welcome to the Full 720 with Robin and John. Well, everybody, we've got something new and exciting for you this time. I'm excited, John. Me too, buddy. It's the Full 720. You heard it here first. Because it's Tell the first us one. Why. Tell them that. That's right. Well, because if you take 360 and you multiply it by two, you get 720. And this time, what we're doing is... <laughs> I know that's pretty basic. That's right. I, I could, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> you did it without a calculator. That's right. That's right. Look at this amazing genius happening. Um, the idea is with this one is rather than one of us presenting the other one with a fact that the other one doesn't know, We've both researched the same fact, and we're going to share it with you together. And it's a story, basically, about a time when Britain and America almost went to war over a pig. A pig, John. A pig. Let's think about that, a pig. I mean, granted, in 1859, probably wasn't a lot going on, but, you know, <laughs> that's a harsh generalization, isn't it? <laughs> I think there was probably a lot going on if you were in 1859. It probably was. <laughs> no, no Twitter, though. <laughs> no Twitter, no. Uh, 1859, uh, West Coast of North America. Uh, a smattering of uninvited guests, we'll call them the British, uh, <laughs> a little outposts here and there, uh, in what will one day be Canada. Uh, and then, of course, the Americans, uh, south of the 49th parallel, I think it was, right. um, which is where we uh, collectively agreed, yes, that is where the boundary is. Um, there's this little island, John, that doesn't quite fit uh, in the San Juan Islands, uh, which was at the time uh, in some dispute. They couldn't uh, agree, could the, they? They couldn't agree. They couldn't agree. Like, who, who owned this little island? Uh, so there were some American settlers there, and there were some British settlers there. Uh, and the, most of the British, I think, worked for the Hudson's Bay Company. Uh, right. They were doing things like farming sheep, uh, growing crops, uh, generally living a pretty chill life, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think uh, if everybody just pictures the game Catan, you basically <laughs> got the whole thing going on there. You got some wood, some sheep, some. Yep. Anyway, for the people who don't know what Catan is, we'll move on. So there are two. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lovely reference, though. Thank you. Oh. There, were, there were two key characters in the beginning of this war, and they are Charles Griffin, who was an Irish employee of the Hudson's Bay Company, like you mentioned, Robin and Lyman Cutler, an American who grew potatoes, specifically. What a thing to be known for. <laughs> <laughs> he probably did other things as well, he but the potatoes we'll get back to. Now, Charles Griffin, he owned a pig, and this pig was one of the first free-range pigs we could say that somebody owned, <laughs> because, <laughs> because we know about this one. Wow, this is really good. It's really good off the rails. No, I love it. I love it. Keep going. Keep okay, going. so Charles Griffin has a pig. He lets it wander all over the island, eating whatever and wherever it likes. Not very not considerate. The most res- not the most responsible pig owner. No, we can say kind of, yeah. kind of rude, really. And you know, the pig, the pig's not going to rein itself in. No, it's a pig. This is Charles Griffin's responsibility. Unfortunately, the pig wanders onto Lyman Cutler's land multiple times, eats his potatoes multiple times. So one day, Lyman Cutler's like, I've had enough of this pig, and shoots it. Kills it dead, Robin. 
kills the dead. And, and possibly an extreme reaction, but we don't know that uh, Lyman Cutler didn't have anything else growing. I mean, maybe that was it. That was his whole cup of potatoes, and it had happened one too many times. Yeah. And he shot the pig. Um, Put yourself in Lyman Cutler's shoes, everybody. Exactly. Put yourself in Lyman Cutler's shoes. He's probably a billion miles from wherever it was he was from, and, and he's just trying to make a go of it, and all he's got are these sad little potatoes, and this fat pig comes along and just gobbles them up, yeah. right? So yeah. anyway, shoots the pig. Uh, sad for the pig, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Lyman Cutler is like, well, bacon. Although, um, and does the pig know any difference afterwards? The pig doesn't know. <laughs> We're getting into a whole other thing there. <laughs> we'll move on from that. <laughs> so Charles Griffin, the owner of the pig, obviously understandably upset, uh, comes and says, hey, you shot my pig. Uh, you need to pay me. Uh, some restitution for this. And so Lyman Cutler says, well, yeah, that's fair, right? Uh, but I'm only going to give you the 10 bucks that I think it's worth. Uh, now, to me, 10, bu- like 10 bucks in, in, in today's money, that's $300, John. That's, that's not a, a, a small amount of money to be offered seems, for a pig. It seems quite a lot. I don't know how much meat you get. I guess, I don't know. That probably seems close to what a pig is worth, is it? I, I, I'm going to say yes, because I know nothing about pig value. We're, but, we're, uh, we're in very dangerous territory right now, Robin, because we we're about to make judgments about this whole but, situation. But, but, but we are. But I think, I think we can safely say that Charles Griffin's response, uh, like, no, I want $100, which is $3,000, right. is perhaps that's, that's where he landed on what he wanted. And the two of them were pretty far apart from the get-go. Starting to think the pig meant a lot to Charles Griffin, maybe more than just, you know, a piggy bank. That's pretty, pretty isolated island, John. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We don't know what was going on in his life. Put yourself in Charles Griffin's shoes. <laughs> anyway, so they, so they, they, they obviously, they're, they're sitting pretty far apart, uh, at, and their, their um, next step is to then go, like, well, I can't solve this problem. And they go crying to their authorities. The, uh, the Charles Griffin goes off and, and says to the British, hey, um, I've got this problem with this uh, Cutler guy. And Cutler goes to the Americans and says the same thing about Griffin. And it, and it just starts kicking off from there, doesn't it, really? I mean, as soon as you get the authorities involved, involved the wheels start turning. And unfortunately, in this circumstance, the wheels were pretty anti, pretty racist wheels, let's say. <laughs> So the <laughs> we've got on the American side, we've got this general, William S. Harney, who is commander of the Department of Oregon, and he didn't like the British. So he's like, oh, they're trying to do what? <laughs> they hate... <laughs> <laughs> uh, this guy from Oregon who sounds an awful lot like a British officer. <laughs> <laughs> he ate all your potato. No, I can't. Is it just true? <laughs> I appreciate the effort, but no, you can't. Okay. All right. So, yeah, he's, he's ready to go and get in amongst it. Um, yeah. On the other side, we've got uh, James Douglas, the governor of British Columbia. Um, and he's like, oh, no, no, no. Shot your pig. No, not having that. Yeah. So he starts getting involved. And before you know it, three warships rock up to the San Juan Islands. British warships. British warships, three British warships, and a 66-man company of the U.S. 9th Infantry show up yeah. and land on yeah. the island and start building a mini base. Which, 
is an impressive overreaction to uh, to a pig being shot. <laughs> I wonder if they even remember the pig at this point. Well, that's a good question because I feel like the 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 people that were showing up to uh, reinforce uh, these imaginary rules uh, perhaps weren't even consulted that this was about a pig. Yeah. You know, they're just they're just. And what is with the sixty sixth guy? Like sixty five wasn't enough. I, I don't. <laughs> you want to leave him? You want to leave him out of it? If if it's kicking off, you know, <laughs> it's, it's kicking off. If it's kicking off, he might be really handy. So the Americans, the Americans, uh, the the troops uh, land on the island and uh, immediately set up uh, a cannon. Um, as you pretty do, pretty close. As you do, uh, pretty close to uh, Griffin's uh, sheep farm, uh, which is where the pig uh, would have had his last days. Um, but they put the cannon uh, within direct range of the uh, and sight sightline of the British warship, uh, which I feel like was just maybe these weren't the uh, the top. Uh, Military brass that were sent up to do this because that would have been step one, right? Yes. Uh, again, I'm getting I'm, I'm getting very judgy on something that I don't know anything about. But uh, well, yeah, I mean, you know, right in front of a warship is maybe not the best place, but needless to say, they moved the gun. I, uh, I never had to position a uh, company of sixty six men and build a <laughs> barracks. So <laughs> I bet it was that sixty six guy. He's like, no, no, put it there. Yeah, it's, like, it's yeah. lovely and flat here. I mean, you want me sleeping on that hill? <laughs> Nobody wants that. Come on. <laughs> so, so they all they set up camp. The warship is pointing right at them, and they go, "Actually, Gov, I changed my mind. <laughs> I think I will sleep on that hill." So they move their barracks up um, a little ways away, somewhere out of the direct line of fire. But yeah. I mean, then I, uh, to look at it another way, Robin. Maybe they weren't anticipating this actually kicking off. Maybe they were like, look, all we got to do, guys, we got to build yeah. our little barracks, you know, maybe roast some weenies. <laughs> right. It's like a camp out, right? It's like a camp out. It's little, like a camp little out. show of presence. And then the warships are like, well, we're a warship. We got to be somewhere. Let's do, yeah. And they're like, they told us to go over here. It's lovely little islands like this. Right. Just hang out here for a bit. And then suddenly I, the tension raises. And they're like, they wouldn't actually fire at us, would they? Right, and the tension raises, and there's more people involved at this point. Now we now we have uh, Governor Douglas coming down and saying, "Look, you know, we've got basically what he sees as a bunch of American squatters on this island that he thinks should be British." Uh, so he's he's all for you know a full out fight. He's obviously not going to be the one doing the fighting, so he calls in the Navy and says, "Hey, Navy, uh, go and deal with this." Now the Navy. The British Navy says, well, no, uh, we're not going to escalate. We're not going to escalate this conflict into a war between two great nations over the shooting of a pig, which is, I think, fantastic military leadership. It's, it's the first bit of good common sense in the whole is. story, isn't it? It is, you yeah. Know? I mean, really, if you, look, if you look at the whole thing, these two guys, Lyman and Charles... They should have just figured it out. Right? Just resolve your fight. You, <laughs> you shot the guy's pig. Pay up. You know? And yeah. look, your pig was eating his potatoes. Maybe don't yeah. maybe maybe you like take a little bit of the potatoes off the bill. 
Yeah, you know, yeah, like, little little uh, little personal responsibility there. You know, little uh, yeah, just, little little exchange. Maybe I mean, I just resolve was, it. Like, come on, find a little peace. Peace begins with inside it, inside each and every one of us. And crack open a beer. Exactly, right? and then it. You know, we extend that peace out to everybody we come across, even if they shoot our pig or do something naughty. Yeah. Might need a six-pack or a keg or something to get that done, John. But I'm with you. I am. Well, we've all learned something very important today. Tie up your pig? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to The Full 720. Hit subscribe and tell a friend.